Welcome to another episode of their Mass Burgers. Hello. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you alright? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's been a nothing week. I can't think of anything that's happened this week at all. No. You had your meeting with um, your HR department. Yeah. That was this week, wasn't it? Yeah. That was Monday. Yeah. And they've given you a mentor, you said, yeah? Yeah. So you've got someone now who you said has kids that are on the spectrum. Um, and what, you just email them if you've got something just to talk about? Is that just what it's for? Just for a chat. Just yeah. for a chat. But there isn't much they said. But then we kind of realised that um, that was going to happen because your your workplace, I can't think of anything they could have made an adjustments for anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like your job is a job that requires adjustments really. No. So uh, the only thing you could have got adjusted, I guess, is if uh, they wanted to, if you wanted them to turn the lights down, but that's not happening. So. Yeah, because like, it's a whole big floor. Mm. Like, they can't turn the lights down just for me. But yeah, so um, that's it. It's been a pretty dull week, unless you can think of anything that I'm completely missing. Oh, I had my um, sensory report. I've had a report back from my sensory therapist. Uh, turns out I don't have normal dyspraxia, but they are now testing me for visual dyspraxia because apparently like, my test results have come back and I score quite highly on a lot of stuff I shouldn't score quite highly on. I score average on things I should school lower on or something I don't know uh my results are really confusing I tried to get you to read them because the report I've given is quite extensive yeah but it's loads of numbers and percentages and that kind of thing and I have no idea what it's talking about so I gave it to you to look at yesterday yeah and you didn't really uh well it it basically just says you're fine it does it says that there's nothing like that they can see that would suggest that you've got anything sort of going on so it's quite good. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. We, um, I just had the, yeah, I just had my results back. So like I said, I've got a visual dyspraxia test next month, uh, and then she's referring me to attention people, and uh, not attention people, attention deficit type yeah. people, because uh, she thinks I've got something wrong with my ability to keep my attention. Which I don't know. I think I've become more aware of lately. We talked about this last week where I said that I think I'm doing it more and you said I'm not doing it more. I'm just noticing that I'm doing it. But yeah. I'm still doing it the same amount that I normally lose focus on stuff. Yeah. I would definitely say this can be a thing sometimes as well of like sometimes it it's just covered by Asperger's but you can go down a bit of a rabbit hole of thinking that you've got all of these different things like wrong when really... That like there's not always things there. I think it's very easy to just want to, you know, put like a label on things when there might not be anything. I've definitely done it where I've thought like, oh yeah, I've definitely got something else when like maybe it's just about accepting your Aspergers. Yeah, I I mean like it's different from like what I've been can tell from like our page. There's a lot of people that are in other countries that listen to this podcast that for them, it doesn't seem like a diagnosis is a positive thing in any like way, really. Yeah. So they avoid trying to get one if they can help it because uh, it closes a lot of doors to stuff as opposed to I, you know, initially got my diagnosis because I wanted help. And yeah, I thought, that's like, true. With my workplace, because my sensory therapist who I've got is willing to write a report for me 
and hand it to my employers and is even willing to come down and have a meeting with like higher ups to explain yeah. to them things better because you know I've done the best I can when I had my meeting with them but um I would honestly say that I'm still getting into trouble at work for things that are autism related which is bizarre considering that I have worked there for a while now um and I've never really had any issues up until the stepping down. Once I stepped down and became a sales assistant and the manager wasn't the woman we had before, she's gone. And do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm having all these people in. I just, it's, it's, it's kind of like the lack of knowledge and I suppose to somewhat ignorance from um, other people that are the issue, I think. I'm having people in from other stores that don't really know what, Asperger's or don't really understand autism whatsoever so they're pulling me up on stuff that is not related well no is is related to my autism but isn't what they think it is they think it's not anything to do with it they're just like uh because even though it was a while ago now I think I said in the last uh podcast that having a meeting where I've been told that I've got a bad attitude uh is something that I haven't heard in a while um, and I'm fully aware of the fact that what comes off for me as bad attitude is my Asperger's. Yeah. So I think to have a meeting where somebody said that to me just makes me... At the time, I was just... I was annoyed because I was just like, well, I don't. Um, and I get really defensive. I've noticed that when people pull me up on stuff that <laughs> is to do with my Asperger's, I get really, like, defensive with it. Who are you laughing at? You do. That's true. Have I done it with you, have I? Yeah. All right, OK. <laughs> uh, yeah, so at the time, I didn't really think anything of it but then, like, I thought about it some more. And obviously, like, for a lot of us on the spectrum, you don't really think... People say stuff to you and you don't really think anything of it until much later on, you know, like a day. Yeah. You just think, wait a minute. No, I'm not OK with that, you know, and then you're like, and whatever. And, yeah, this person said I had a bad bad attitude. And at the time, I just thought, whatever, that's your problem, uh, not mine. But then when I thought about it, I was just like, wait, this is... That's directly autism-related. They're saying I've got a bad attitude because of my autism. And um, because the thing I said, like, what do you mean? And they explained the examples of and the examples they gave were autism related. It just made me realize that it's been a while since I've worked with someone that doesn't understand autism. So it just makes me think in general, if you're going to be like management for anywhere or in charge of somebody with autism, like even if you're like a parent, teacher, that kind of thing. I feel like if you're directly involved in somebody's life who has autism, mm. uh, you should know more about autism if you're planning on managing or teaching or raising that person. Do you know what I mean? You should understand yeah. how it works more. So, like, the fact that I know, like, the the person that said it, like, was from another place, like, and I know that they've got loads of other jobs to do, but, like, before you bring someone out and start, like having a chat with them about their attitude you should yeah. really think about like where that's coming from before you do it not just say it do you know what I mean like it's just it was something for me that I have thought about more uh, and I have got more agitated with it and you know I have contemplated like doing something about it but then yeah my therapist said that she might go in and talk to people about it just to give people a better understanding because there's only so much I can say about my own autism to people um but you, you kind of think like they've do you mean like for some people it's just uh we've got to have this meeting and tick a box saying we've had this meeting but they're not really they're not really listening yeah you know they're just making sure that they've had the meeting and it's gone on record somewhere but they don't retained anything that's been said in that meeting so then like for me it's annoying because um one of the issues i'm having is 
I was talking about this with my sensory therapist is because people that have autism and that kind of thing, it's classed as a learning disability. Yeah. Um, but then the standard NT world and everybody else, they see learning disabilities as um, a certain thing, you know, whether it's like Down syndrome or... Visible. People, yeah, or people that like have like not severe autism, but it's not Asperger's. It's the, they're much higher up on the autistic spectrum. Yeah. Um, and you can obviously tell there's something there when just by the way they like are just moving around the store because I'm not, because I don't present autistic in the stereotypical way that people view autistic people. Yeah. And because I appear NT most of the time, that's where the problem is. And I think a lot of people that are on the spectrum and have Asperger's and are at this level like you, uh, like a lot of listeners of this podcast, it's difficult because you can tell someone that you've got, uh, that you've got autism and if they want to see it as a learning difficulty, they can. But because I present as NT most of the time, when I then do things that are autistic, um, people don't see them as that's his autism. They just see me as like being hard work or being trouble or like, you know, playing up for some reason. Yeah. And they forget completely. Like they, they've had the chat with me. They've had the meeting. They know I'm on the spectrum. Um, but then after like, I don't know, a week or two, a few days of working with me, because I don't constantly like do things that are autistic and are obviously what they consider autistic they forget they forget that I've got anything like that and then when I do stuff that are because it's not what they think you know like I'm not I don't know like screaming or like doing like autistic like behaviors like visual tics or anything like that um they just think when I do the stuff that is actually my autism they don't think anything of it. They just think like, oh, he's being a pain or he's being this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and they forget the whole conversation and they don't link the two anymore. Um, and that's, I think that's the problem is it's all right getting like you saying, like going to your HR department and saying to them, I've got Asperger's, I'm on the spectrum. Um, but then you've got to make sure that the person you're telling knows what that actually means. Yeah. Which it sounds like with your place they do and they don't that much so what they've done is they've given your your like details to a mentor who knows what that is like they haven't gone well we know what that is we'll do what we can they've sort of gone well we've got someone who uh knows that yeah. so you're going to talk to them so yeah they um i guess they've they've understood that they haven't got the time but they know someone that does that understands autism so you've got that person to talk to um but yeah like i just feel like for me, and it was the same with like other things like school and uni and that kind of thing. Like because it's not. I mean, then again, yes, when I was at school, uni, I had no diagnosis, so I guess that was even different because it's not. It's not obvious. Like maybe that's why I didn't get like recognised or identified as autistic when I was in those places because they don't know what. Do you know what I mean? They don't know what it is. Yeah. I suppose, or they don't. They they know the traditional what they think autism is, and because. Asperger's is, even though it is classed as autism, um, it doesn't show itself in the same way as what people class as autism, I suppose, or what the stereotype of autism is. I'd say Asperger's doesn't really have many of those things. Like, we have outbursts, I suppose, which is when you can tell. It's the most obvious point when you can tell if someone's autistic if they've got Asperger's, is like meltdowns and that kind of thing. Shutdowns or just when they overstep social boundaries and that kind of thing, I suppose. But most of the time you don't notice it with a lot of us yeah i think like if you're aware of things that might be 
uh, like if you're more aware of Asperger's and well I'm talking more about Asperger's I suppose here if you're aware of that then you're more likely to spot it in people but like hardly anyone would have spotted it in me yeah because they don't know what the traits are however if I meet someone now and like I can see that they're I don't know, finding the lights a little bit too bright or when there's loud noises, they seem to be a little bit uncomfortable. Or if I can tell they're not, they're trying to avoid eye contact or even just sometimes the way they talk, if they're talking a little bit sort of monotone or too loud or too quiet. or Like there's subtle little things that sometimes people are NT and that's just the way they are. But because I think my brain now does the opposite, I then go oh, I wonder if they're on the spectrum. Whereas I suppose for... So for people that are more unaware, they probably would never assume that someone's on the spectrum. But then, yeah, there's the opposite side of it where if I see, like, one sort of trait, I all of a sudden start just watching the person to see if I can see any more... any more sort of giveaways that they might be. Um, Which, yeah, it can literally be sometimes someone just going, oh, the lights are a bit bright in here. And it's probably because the lights are just too bright. But (laughs) I'm like, oh, I wonder. Oh, no, usually, yeah, if someone says the lights are too bright in here, I I always think they're hungover or something. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, they're sensitive to, like, they have, like, migraines or something like that. I always think that if someone says the lights are a bit bright in here. I mean, I don't, like, I don't instantly go, oh, they must be autistic. But I then then probably watch them more to see if I can see any other sort of traits, maybe. But I think, yeah, it comes from different awarenesses. And I'm not saying that mine's right either, because I'm sure I probably put some people in, like, an autistic box that when they're actually just NT and I'm getting it all, you know, all mixed up. But yeah, I think that's... Uh... I don't know, I, I have an opposite on that. Uh, I don't like to think that other people are autistic. <laughs> um, but that's like, I think that's years of like conditioning myself to know that I'm different from everybody else. Uh, so I see a lot of aspects of myself as different to everybody else. Um, so when I'm... Because I've got Asperger's and because, you know, autism and that kind of thing. Um, I've always done a thing where I thought I'm different to anybody I meet. So when people go, oh, yeah, well, you two are the same. I'm just like, no, we're not the same. So, yeah, I don't notice it when other people are doing it initially. Uh, it's it's over time of talking to them. So, like, with you, I wouldn't have said initially that you would have been, even though, like, I would say that when you first meet you, you do do things that if you knew about Asperger's and autism, you can tell that's what they are. Like the way you behave when you meet new people and that kind of thing. You can tell that you yeah. you do autistic things uh, when you don't know someone. But if you don't know what they are, you wouldn't notice them. You just think you're a bit shy. Um, yeah, which is a really common thing. Like mm. the people that I work with, because I work in a team and we all started together and we had training together for like six weeks in just a room. But we had to, the amount of times as a team, we had to introduce ourselves to new people. Um, Like new people would come in that would be training us or talking to us and they'd want us to go around in a circle and say like, hi, my name's whatever, and then give a fact about ourselves, which was the most hideous thing ever. And it's something that I hate doing. Did they ever do that thing where you have to sit next to someone and learn the thing about the person next to you? Yes. And then stand up and go, this is David. Yes. And David likes this and David, oh, I hate that. Oh, I know. And I can still remember what I had to do for my one. It was, oh, it was too much. But yeah, um, the I hated doing that. But at one point on, it was, you know, this was like two months into working there. We had a new person join our team. 
And we had to do it again, go round in a circle, say our name, say a little bit about ourselves. And it got to me and I was like, hi, I'm, I'm Scarlett. Uh, I'm not very interested. <laughs> and uh, sort of everyone in my team just went, this is the quietest member of the group. She doesn't um... talk. Um, uh, I mean, there were two people that spoke up and said it. They were just like, Scarlett's the quiet one. She never talks. She doesn't say anything. And I was like, yeah. But that's how I come across, I suppose, as the quiet one. Like, they all just think that I don't talk, which I guess I don't. I think a lot of my not talking, because like I said, when I was younger, I used to talk quite a lot, and I still can. But a lot of it comes from, I think, probably it's a way of masking for me. Because I think sometimes if I do talk it can be more obvious um especially with my delivery on things i've sort of changed it into being sarcastic but i think that's a masking thing because i think sometimes i say things that are i guess kind of blunt but i make that out to be sarcasm but then i also just try not to talk as much as possible so it you can't tell yeah i i it's it's difficult i suppose because do you do you do it on purpose or do you do you just be you? Like when you meet new people, like do you ever try and appear like autistic? Do you ever feel like you've ever put your? I mean, obviously you're newly diagnosed, but like, do you ever put it on more so? Do you ever no. like try and like, or do you just try and hide it and like sort of? Because obviously everybody at your work thinks that you're. Um, just shy and quiet. Yeah. And it's only your HR department at your work that knows that you're on the spectrum now. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's difficult. I'm trying to, like... Because once you've let someone know... Yeah. And, like, once you've let someone know, like, with my work and, like, other places and that kind of thing, and they know, but they don't know what it is, I don't know whether to... Whether you just keep having to... I don't know if I have to keep every now and then doing something a bit <laughs> a bit autistic just to remind them so they don't forget? Or do you just carry on as normal, assuming that they know what it is? Like, it's, it's difficult. I, I, it's one of those things that I'm never sure, like, what to do. Because you tell people, and you tell people because you think... Because, like, you told your, your HR department. Yeah, I You kind them. of knew that there's nothing really they can do change-wise. Yeah. But so, so why tell them? Yeah, like, I don't know. Because just... like, it's, it's like me and like, they made some, they've made some slight alterations, but they're alterations that I asked for. Yeah. Um, and now that the alterations have been put in place, like for a lot of people, you've got, to, I suppose you've got to remember that it's not, for them, they don't think about you constantly. Like they've got loads of other stuff going on, especially yeah. like in a workplace. But like, I think they feel like I've been given like yellow filters for my computer. Like I've got noise cancelling headphones he's done now everything should be fine like he will no longer do stuff that's autistic because he's got these things in place now so he'll just appear nt for the whole time so now when i do stuff that are related to my autism uh people just think well why is he doing this then do you know what i mean like he's already got his headphones he's already got his like filter um do you know what I mean? Like, why, why would he then, like, start behaving this way? I feel like it's kind of like that's done and dusted is the way they feel, and that's it. Um, there's nothing else to do. But then, like, I, I don't know whether to, like, just keep having, like, keep doing, like, autistic stuff intentionally just to remind them that even though these changes have been made and everything's been done that can be done, uh, it doesn't mean that 
it's handled now because like I'd love it if that's how it worked I'd love it if like with Asperger's all you got to do is do the odd tweak here and there and you can just do life yeah. normally you know like oh I've just got to remember to do this and I can go do this it, it's kind of like I think for a lot of people they feel that like because they've made these changes and put these things in place that that's it that's my autism under wraps under control and that kind of thing and it's it's hard to explain that these things will dull it a little yeah. bit but it's still there it's still not going anywhere it's still going to come up it's still like what we've been talking about or a theme that's been coming up frequently i suppose for us while we've been doing these episodes is the world is still geared towards the nt so it doesn't matter how many changes are made it just means that some things are slightly easier than they would have been if they weren't there but it doesn't mean that oh just whack the noise cancelling headphones on and you're good to go do you know what i mean like you're like the rest of us now just because yeah. you've got these headphones on which I feel like that's the way a lot of people see it, I suppose. I suppose if you compare it to like a a physical disability in a sense, you know, like I can't get into the building, put a wheelchair ramp up, that's it. There'll never any be more issues of like, um, you know what I mean? Like trying to get into the building now because yeah. there's a ramp there. Like I feel like that's what they, that's what a lot of people think. Like, and I suppose if I'm behaving NT, which I do, um, with these adjustments made and my behavior is NT regardless of adjustments or not. But if you put the two together and think we've made these adjustments, look at him, he's functioning like everyone else. They just assume that everything's fixed. And then, uh, yeah, when I do any sort of like autistic behavior, they just think, well, what's going on here then? Why is he uh, misbehaving? Why is he playing up? Yeah. Uh, it's just me though. Like I think at the moment, um, I think because I've had this meeting about stuff that, is a meeting I used to have. Like the the chat they had with me is a chat I've had several times in other workplaces. I used to be kept after classes in school and the exact same chat used to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like I used to have meetings at uni for the same conversation. Like it's always the same. It's always like I'm always taken to one side and basically said that my behavior is not acceptable and I can't be the way I'm being. And I never just in the meetings think okay fine I'll try my best to do whatever I like you said I get super defensive um I start telling them it's their fault that I'm doing nothing wrong that everything's like this that and the other and I I tend to yeah I do tend to kick off which I did in this meeting um and yeah the meeting was like a couple of weeks ago now but I'm still a bit do you know what I mean yeah I'm still a bit riled by it uh it still annoys me uh and yeah, I, I've realized that the things I get defensive about are the things to do with my autism. And initially, for me, sometimes I don't even recognize that it's autism related until I've thought about it. And then you do like the step by step. I did this because of this and this happened because of this and this happened because of my autism. And then you realize that the whole thing is autism related. Yeah. And then I'm on the defensive. Yeah, because I think you weren't actually too bad. I think it was probably it was probably me. Like you called me to tell me, and I went, "Well, that's just your autism." Yeah. And I think it was after that that you got annoyed. Not that I was trying to rile you up, but I was just sort of because basically the main reason for the meeting was because of your attitude. But it was because someone asked you if you were back from your lunch yet, and you replied with, "No." Yeah, that was it. I said no, but apparently because you were kind of blunt well i, I say you, i said you no you just said no are you back from your lunch yet i just went no 
Yeah. And then that was it. I just didn't say anything else other than no. And I still feel like it's the interpretation of the other person and that's why this was a problem. But yeah. like that still led to me having a chat for like an hour about like my behaviour just from saying one thing. And then there was the where well, you've you've been doing this a lot, you've been blunt and rude for a while, blah blah blah. I asked for examples, they didn't have any other than this one no. Uh so I just felt like what's going on here then yeah because it was I, I feel like what they said was not that you've been blunt and rude just that you hadn't been very chatty with everyone which again like i think it's because sometimes you are so they just assume that that's how you want to be all the time which i think like we've mentioned in i can't remember when it was it was quite a while ago with the autism being a spectrum and you can fluctuate where you are on that spectrum in different days and different hours even of going from feeling or not feeling but behaving in a more NT way naturally to naturally behaving in a more autistic way depending on like what's going on in your mind and things around you and I think because they've seen you behave uh, in a more talkative way in a more NT way you then went you know, had, like, more of an autistic day, if you like, for, like, back of, lack of a better way to describe it. Yeah. And they just instantly thought there must be something wrong then, instead of thinking... Because I see it in you. There are some days when you're... um, Like like we've said before, you never really get, like, happy as such. But there's yeah. some days where you're, you're quite relaxed, like, we'll have more... We'll be, like, joking quite a lot and... Like, you, I suppose, have got more of a friendly persona. And then there's other days when you are a little bit colder or a little bit blunter. And it's not you're being rude. And, like, I by no means think that you're rude or anything. But there are days where you're less, like, likely to have a joke or you aren't as happy. So I think uh, I think they're just seeing that. Yeah, I think the... I think, yeah, I think that's, you've got a point there, um, is that, like everyone, yeah, um, everybody has, like, good days and bad days, but I suppose for those on the spectrum, you have days where you're more autistic than yeah. not, so some days you're not, you don't show anything at all, like, I've gone, like, a whole day where nothing's been an issue, yeah. and nothing's come up, and I've had no problems, and then I've gone, like, a week where I'm constantly behaving in a certain way, but I suppose... If you're NT or if you don't understand autism, you're applying how it works for NT people. And for like an NT person, if there's someone that's happy and jolly and like whatever all the time and then they come to work and they're not talking and they're do you know what I mean, down or something like that. Yeah. Like you, you think, well, something's wrong here. Like there's got to be something up. They're not normally like this. They're so like happy and do you know what I mean? They're so like a certain way so there's obviously something wrong and obviously if the person is neurotypical then that's usually the case there is something that's bothering them and they're thinking about it too much and it's causing them to not be able to be them their normal self but yeah. like when you're on the spectrum you've got to realize that it's for me anyway it's the other way around so when I'm at work and I'm chatty and I'm doing stuff and I'm interacting with people at work or not at work or whatever um that's taking effort for me yeah. to do that so, like, it's it's not like for everybody else, the chatty and normal stuff is the normal how they do and everything's fine. I suppose, in a way, it's more doable for me if everything's fine because I can put the effort in to do it. 
but it takes effort. I can't constantly do neurotypical stuff like all day. Yeah. It's when there's less stuff bothering me or less things that are, I suppose, ah, then actually, now that I'm thinking about this, the way I'm explaining this sounds like it is the same. Yeah. Because when I'm not able to mask that well, I stop talking to people and I have shutdowns uh, and I just don't interact with people. But I suppose the difference is some days I just can't be bothered to do it. So some days I just think I'm not doing this today. Like I'm I'm having a, a normal relaxing day. I'm having a day where I am not going to try and appear NT. Yeah. So some days I go to work and I just don't talk to anyone and I just don't interact and I keep myself to myself and I just do things in a certain way. And I don't like people hassling me or talking to me or... Do you know what I mean? Like, I've been doing my job long enough now that I know what I'm doing. I don't need someone to come and tell me what to do. I just come in, do what i got to do, leave when I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. And then when people interact with me, because I don't want to talk or because I don't want to do things, I just want to do what I'm supposed to do. But it's the extra stuff. Because socialising and chatting with people that you work with or go to school with or that kind of thing isn't essential. If you think about it, you're at school to get an education yeah. you're at work just to do a job so that talking and chatting thing is like something extra you're not paid to do that it's not in the job description description it's just what people do yeah so for me some days I just want to go in and do my job and not do the NT thing I don't want to be social I don't want to talk and that's just because it's nicer for me to just to go a day where I don't do that I don't come out of days where I haven't spoken to somebody all day and think oh such a lonely day or like, oh, you know, I feel a bit down because I haven't really talked to anyone. I feel sometimes better from not talking to everybody all day and just coming to work. But the trouble is, when you're walking around, working around a lot of NT people, they all are noticing that you haven't spoken to anyone or that you're not really chatting. And because you're in this mindset of not wanting to talk to anyone, when somebody comes over and talks to you, it's why your answers are short. It's why I'm like, yeah, no, okay, yeah. Um, and that comes off as... That I'm being like rude or standoffish or that yeah. kind of thing. But really it's just like, I'll answer your question because you need to know this information. But like, I don't want to have a chat. You know, like someone's like, how's your weekend been? It was okay. That's it. Yeah. That's all I want to say. I don't want to say anything that involves more questions. I don't want to ask you how your week's been. Because yeah. if I'm honest, I don't care. Yeah. It's one of those things that, for me, small talk in general has never really made any sense. So when someone says, how's your weekend been? And sometimes people ask you how yours weekend's been because they want to talk about their weekend. But yeah. they, they don't want to outright go, ask me about my weekend. So they don't. They expect you to go, yeah, it was all right. I did this. I did that. This was okay. We went here. What did you do? <laughs> um, and I don't. I just sort of go, it was all right. Did you do anything? No. <laughs> and then that's it they're just like oh was that good yes and then you know what I mean like you can see that they they want something and usually like I can play the whole small talk game sometimes sometimes I, I, I play along with it and go yeah what did you do um, and I just think then we've had the chat and then you know and I guess when you want to come in and not talk to people and be quiet and just not interact with people sometimes it's quicker just to do the small talk because then that sets you up for the rest of the day because then if someone else goes to them, oh, and well, Nikki's been a bit quiet today. Oh, really? No, we had a chat about the weekend, you know? Yeah. It seems all right. And then that might, like, divert a bit of attention away from you. 
But it's, it is a big game to play, like I feel, especially because I don't work weekends uh, anymore. So I've been away for the weekend. So I've got two days off. Guaranteed Monday, somebody will be like, how was your weekend? And like, I always try on Monday's the day where because I've not been there for two days, I, I guess I'm more I'm more what they would consider autistic on my first day back to like the rest of the week. So, yeah. Uh, it's not till the end of the week once I've been in it a bit more and been doing it a bit more that I'm okay to go along with it and play with it. But it's it's different because this is the issue. This is this is I suppose where this comes from is you can't just go and be yourself. Yourself, like yeah. you, there's still like these things that are expected of you, which is what makes you stand out. And that's the thing I think that differentiates, I suppose, the NT world from those that are autistic is the social interaction thing. If you took all that out, where social interactions were neither you didn't have to or you did have to, you know, like if, if say nobody socially interacted, nobody small, small talked, nobody talked about the things other than the task at hand and what they were doing that day. I don't yeah. know if I'd ever get noticed. I don't know if it ever think it's only when you start doing the small talk and the chatting. I mean, this meeting I had, a lot of it was based on the fact that people were trying to talk to me about just their day or how I'm doing and do you know what I mean like stuff like yeah. that and I was just giving like nothing or like one word answers and that's when people noticed but that's what I mean I feel like if you took small talk and actual social interactions out of everyday life I think you wouldn't notice who those on the spectrum are you know yeah. I would say most of the things that trigger me at work are related to that yeah I think uh yeah, I think for us, definitely, I know for a lot of people, it is the social interaction that can be the biggest difficulty. Like, for for me personally, I could go easily without any social interaction. Like, even I mentioned to you, I think yesterday or maybe the day before, I mentioned about um, I thought that someone that I work with was going to try and hang out with me on my lunch break. And I was like, and I didn't want that to happen. And you were saying, but like, if it does, that could be, you know, like, don't stop yourself being friends with people. And it's not that, like, uh, I just don't want to. Like, I, it's not, I know it wouldn't be the end of the world. and But I know equally that I don't really enjoy it. Like, I could happily go without talking to people I'm I'm fine not having social interaction it never occurs to me to want social interaction like I never go to work and think oh I fancy a chat doesn't happen like I'm much happier just doing work all day like I like just getting through the work I don't really enjoy um any like social interaction and someone posted on our Facebook page and um that we read earlier and I just kind of related to it they were talking about social interaction and um I won't like say the the whole story but I know they'd they'd messaged someone and they had worried that they'd gone into too much detail and then this person hadn't rep replied and they thought maybe they were angry and I don't know whether they would be angry or not. I don't know why they would be, but maybe. But I definitely do that a lot. I think one of the things that I find the most stressful about social social interaction is not just the having to do it, which I do find quite stressful because I never really know what to say, 
But it's also, I don't really understand how what I say has been received. So I find that quite stressful in itself. Like I said, I am quite sarcastic, which is a sort of a way of masking because I, I can be quite blunt or I can just say what's in, in my head, like whatever comes to my head, I will just say it. Um, and also, like, sometimes I swear a lot without meaning to and I don't realise that I've done it. So that's another thing that happens. Um, and I think sometimes, like, it's easier for me to not have the social interaction because it can be quite stressful. If someone's having a conversation, then I start saying, oh, yeah, this, this, this. I can't tell from their face whether what I've said, they liked it or they thought that's not a good thing to say or I shouldn't have said it or if I've offended them. I can't tell. I find it really difficult to tell. And it will be like a couple of hours later that I'll think back to what I said and say, oh, was that the right thing to say? Did did they think that was funny or did they think that I was being really mean? I, I'm not sure. And I do the exact same thing with messaging someone. If someone doesn't reply to a message I've sent, I think they must be really annoyed at me. I've done it to uh, I'm your ex-girlfriend, <laughs> your ex-girlfriend's boyfriend. <laughs> Do you remember when I messaged him about the car and he didn't reply instantly? So I went, oh my God, he must be so angry at me. And you were like, I, d I don't think he's annoyed. I think he just hasn't checked his phone. And I was, I just, like, because he hadn't replied, I just thought, I mean, at this point it had been about an hour and I thought it's been an hour and he hasn't replied. So mm. he must be so annoyed at me. And we know that he doesn't check his phone very often. Yeah, like... Uh... <laughs> He's, like, known, I suppose. He doesn't really, like... He's not into phones or interact with people, like, digitally in that way. So he he doesn't check his phone that often at all. Yeah. Uh, which I, I told you that, like, several times. And that kind of, like... It kind of subdued you for about <laughs> half an hour. And then after half an hour, you're just like, oh, still no message. But, like, I'd be like, remember, he's not really a phone-checking kind of person. You just, you just go... All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, half an hour later, oh, still no message. Yeah, yeah no. you like that, like, constantly. But... Like I think, like you said, it's it's interesting because you, like you say, you don't know how people receive how you are. Yeah. Um, and that is one of the main things about what makes people on the spectrum, well, people that have Asperger's different, is we, because of the whole empathy-sympathy thing and the understanding the vibe in general, we don't pick up on how people react to what we're saying and what we're doing. Uh, most of the time I've said and done stuff that has been seen as a bad thing or insulting and I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I've had loads of conversations with people where they've gone, but you can see how that would make someone feel. And I've just gone, no. Yeah. And then they've gone, well, how would it make you feel? And I'm like, I, I wouldn't care. And yeah, like, exactly. And, like, and then they always go, you wouldn't care if that was said about you. And I'm like, no. It's just like, I wouldn't. And then... So, like, we do this thing, and you do it, and I know I definitely do it, where we also, as a thing, think we know what other people are thinking. Um, yeah. You're you're terrible for it, where you believe you understand what somebody else is thinking <laughs> or saying or meant. So, like, when you say stuff and do stuff, you think you know how people have taken that or thought it. So you don't... It, it's weird, because you equally... You have, like, both. You don't, you don't get how people are receiving what you're saying... <laughs> Or in your head, you think that they've received it a certain way, so you know that what you've said is okay. So then when they're getting upset <laughs> or when they've been insulted, because in your head you think you know that that person wouldn't be insulted by that and they're claiming there are, you don't believe that they're insulted. You think there's like something else going on. So 
they're like, I'm really insulted by that. But in your head, you're like, no, I know what you're thinking. You're not insulted. So why are you saying you are? What's the big like end goal here? <laughs> why would you lie about how this has made you feel? Um, and that's the thing. Like most people on the spectrum, because we don't, it, it doesn't matter if I've been in a situation. So say there's a situation that I've been in, like, I don't know, um, somebody's called me fat. Yeah. And then later on down the road, I've said something similar to somebody else yeah. where I've said, well, they're a bit overweight, though. Um, and then they've been really insulted by that. And then they've gone to me, well, how would you like it if somebody called you fat? And then I've gone, people have done that. And then I think, like, but I, I can't, one, I can't remember how I felt at the time. Yeah. And then, two, I just think, well, I can't remember it. So it can't be that bad. Yeah. So I just sort of go, I wouldn't care. But then they think that I'm just, um, do you know what I mean? Just saying that to try and cover up the fact that I've said something I shouldn't have said. So I'm now trying to pretend like everything's okay and who cares. And I, and I think that's the problem is that you're right. I will say and do stuff that I don't get why it's such a big deal. Like me saying no to am I back from lunch. I'm just answering a question. Yeah. But apparently, like, the guy I said it to who was management, he got insulted and thought it was a bit harsh. And apparently the customer he was with at the time said that I was rude. Which, yeah. for me, I just remember thinking, if somebody asked me if I was back for lunch and they said no, I'd just go, well, then they're not. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that. And also, I think that I know what other people are thinking or how other people feel because we don't have that natural, you can kind of pick up on it based on the way they are. A lot of us like do guesswork on how we think they feel. Yeah. Uh, but the trouble is, is because it's black and white thinking is included in that. Like yeah. I don't have this gray area of, I think this is what they're feeling, but it could be someone else. I'm in their black and white. This is what they're feeling. Yeah. This is how this has made them feel. This is what they're thinking based on the evidence I know of that person and how they've reacted to things in the past, I built up like a little profile on that person and this is how they react to these situations. So then when someone goes, oh, you really insulted them, I'm just like, no, I didn't. Yeah. And like, it, it doesn't matter. Even if the person that I insulted is saying, you insulted me, I'm just, I'm always like, no, I didn't. I was hurt. No, you weren't. I'm like that a lot, which yeah. comes off as a, as a way of... Um, yeah, that's one of the things that I definitely would say I get into trouble for is because people think that I'm not sorry and not arrogant, but there's something about me because I'm saying to I'm telling them how they feel based on what I've said, even though they're saying, well, you don't know me. I'm upset. No, you're not. You're just like attention seeking or you're just making a big deal out of something that's not a big deal, you know, and I think a lot of it comes from that. Like, I, have you ever found yourself getting annoyed at like an NT, say someone gets upset or starts oh, yeah. crying about something. And in your head, you just think, why cry about that? Yeah. And I think that's where like the, the Asperger thing comes from, I think, in a sense, is sometimes people get upset and start crying about stuff. And I just genuinely go to, what a baby. Yeah. Like, I don't think, um, like, I don't think this has upset them. I just think like this is for attention or this is to try and get me into trouble or this is to try and make everyone think that I'm a bad person and they're a good person. And I, I don't believe it. If I feel like the reaction to something is not crying and someone's crying, I think there's an angle. I think there's like some trick being played or something's going on here that I am not aware of. And I'm being like, I don't know, almost like uh, framed for something. Yeah. And I think... 
Um, I think the lines get blurred more so when you... So we hang out quite a lot and we're obviously like, we get along really well. Yeah. So, but then I would say the way that we interact with each other isn't in the same way that uh, NT people maybe interact. Like we are quite honest with each other about, you know, if you're annoyed or even just something like, does this look nice? No, that looks ridiculous. Like, uh, have I gained weight? Yes. (laughs) We're very honest i'm just these are just like random examples i'm not sure that we've done any of that but we are quite just blunt but and we insult each other quite a lot but in a like humorous way but then it's difficult to remember that you can't do that with everyone like some of the things we say to each other are probably kind of horrific but we both take them in a funny way and then if someone else said that to me I wouldn't be offended by it because I nothing nothing in my head says oh you should be offend, offended by being called that name or by being told you've done this which like or look like this like I just don't it doesn't bother me you can say I mean I don't really get offended by things like that very often like someone saying something to me like I, I don't know doesn't really nothing in my head says oh you should feel this way about that just don't and yeah the way we are like when we went shopping the other day in tesco and there was a man and we were just having a normal chat with each other but this man just started laughing at the way we were talking to each other oh yeah (laughs) yeah i called you i can't i called you like a name yeah like loudly in public and then you said something (laughs) like you and called me a different name and then yeah and then, yeah, then, then it went from like that to nice because then we found the thing we were actually looking for. So. <laughs> but it was all humorous. Like there was no actual annoyance between us. But yeah, this guy was just laughing because I guess because you could tell that we weren't annoyed at each other. We were just being like, I guess, funny, just the way we are. But um, I, I understand that that's not necessarily seemed as normal. And even when there have been times where you've been annoyed at me or I've been annoyed at you. It's very brief. So like, I wouldn't say either of us like hold grudges or it's one of those things where it's in the moment, just a, I'm annoyed, but I don't like, neither of us need closure or any sort of, oh, we need to talk about what was said or any of that. It will literally just be like, one of us will go into another room, come back and everything's fine. It's It's gone and completely forgotten that it happened. Whereas I know that's not always the case in other situations so sometimes if I have been in a situation where someone's been offended by something I've said I just assume that you know we'll go off for 10 minutes and when we come back it will all be forgotten about and there won't be a need to talk about it so then if someone does sort of oh we need to have a chat about this then I start getting annoyed because I think no we don't let's just forget about it when if they then can't forget about it I just think why (laughs) It should it shouldn't be a big deal. You should be over it. And yeah, if someone gets annoyed by something and can't just instantly get over it, I don't understand that because I guess because the, like neither of us are like that. There's no there's no need for a, a chat or anything. Yeah. Like it's just. I would say that's something we've got in common. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can be insulted, <laughs> but I can't stay insulted. No. Like I know there's some people that. You can insult and they don't forget it. Or they can be annoyed with you for like days. Yeah. But for me, I can fall out with someone 
and not talk to them, but I, I can't stay with it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't stay mad with someone if I wanted to. And the thing is, is like you said, with, with me and you, we sometimes fall out. Uh, I've noticed that the thing we mainly fall out about is uh, when we're having a conversation and there's crossed wires. That's our main fallout. <laughs> is when we're having a conversation about something, but we both aren't understanding what the other one's saying. Or you're explaining something and I don't get what you mean. <laughs> But we've been talking about it too long now that I've gone like a good 10 minutes of the conversation thinking that something's a certain way. Yeah. And then you've realised that I'm thinking about it wrong. You've tried to correct me, but I'm, I'm too set in my ways at this point, even though it's only been 10 minutes. Uh, I'm just like, no, you're wrong. Even though like it's something I know nothing about and it's something that's related just to you. Yeah. Once we've like, I think that happened yesterday when we were running uh, and you were talking about like when you can have time off and... When you like, because I so bad at understanding. Yeah, like I think I know what you mean, and then when I've, if I, if I don't know what you mean, then I'm, I'm straight away like I don't get it. What you're talking about? But if I think I've understood it and I've understood it completely wrong, but then like later on down the line in the conversation, you've gone wait, no, 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 this is this. I then start like saying things like shut up, like I know what I mean. I mean, yesterday on the run, I d- we didn't. I don't. It, it could have gone that way. Though. It could have gone. We didn't like have any issues, but I think it's because we've started to both understand that that's a thing that happens. It doesn't happen very often, but sometimes I say something about my work, and then you <laughs> get in your head how it how it works, even though I don't. You don't work there. I don't work there. I've, I was never at any of the meetings or that kind of thing. But I've got it in my head that this is how your system works. Yeah. Uh, and then when you try and tell me it's different, and try, well, actually, when you try and tell me it is how it actually is, because in my head I think it's this thing, I'm just like, no. Yeah. No, it isn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is like, so what I'm saying is, but then after those, once that's happened, me and you might be a bit like annoyed for about 10, 15 minutes with each other, but then it goes back to normal. Um, which is what I do with, with NT people as well. Like, I can say something that's annoyed them. Uh, and then we have the quiet period where we're not talking. And then 10 minutes later, I'm just like, hey, can you pass me that pen? And then they're still, like, annoyed. Yeah. And then I just look at them and just think, you immature. Yeah. Like, are you actually going to give me the silent treatment? What are you, 10? But I don't think it. I say it. Yeah. I just go, what? So you're just going to be a baby about this now, are you? Like, you're just going to be immature. <laughs> you're just not going to talk. Yeah. What are you, like, eight years old? You're just going to walk around pouting, stomping your feet and being like a child about this. Like, fine, you do that then. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't need to talk to you anyway. And like, that's usually my reply. And the trouble with that is I will say that to like a parent, my boss, yeah, like whatever. Like I will say if I say something, we've had a fallout and they don't want to talk to me. It's one of those things that is an NT behavior that I've never really understood is the silent treatment. Yeah. I find it irritating. Like as much as I've said at the start of this episode that sometimes I don't want to talk to people and that kind of thing. When people are trying to show that they're still annoyed with you by doing yeah. this like pantomime, like acting out, it irritates me. I find it annoying. But I think, I think I've mentioned this before. I've got like weird flashbacks of an older episode where I said this, that I have a set way that everyone has to behave. And for me to interact comfortably in a situation with a group of people, everyone has their set, this is that who that person yeah. is, and this is what they're like. And so when somebody is doing something that's not their normal behaviour, I need it to go back to their normal behaviour as soon as possible. Um, and because 
I don't get what the problem is. And because I think that they'll just go back to normal anyway over and over a little disruption, and they're still behaving in a way that's not their normal behavior, I start getting irritated with them. And then I start saying stuff that, when I think about it, has always made it worse. It's never made it get wrapped up and sorted out soon. It's not like I say to someone, stop being an immature child about this. Like, just stop it. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? You're in your 30s. Pack it in. Like, no one behaves like this. Like, stop. That always makes it worse. I guess what I'm supposed to do is go, look, that was a bit silly, that fallout there. Like, sorry, you know. Yeah. But I won't apologise. Like, it's one of those things that I won't do. If I don't understand what's happened, and this is one of those things, it's always seen as, like, um, stubborn or arrogant or that kind of thing. But when I've had an interaction with someone that's ended up being an argument, or ended up being a fallout, and I don't understand why it turned into an argument, and I don't understand, like you said, because I don't get how people gauge what I've said, yeah, and that kind of thing. Because in my head, I think I've done nothing wrong. Yeah. I won't apologise, because I know that apologising is like accepting the blame of what happened. Yeah. That's like me saying, that was my bad. Um, and when I think that the person has just overreacted... Or like you said, where you think you know how somebody's thinking. Yeah. So you think that what they're doing is some sort of game. I won't apologise for it. And for some people, they need the apology to go back to normal. But I won't. So what I tend to do is I just tend to like poke them a bit more and like get them more riled up. Yeah, I've seen you do that. Um, Not with me, but I've seen that. Yeah, where I, I still don't get why they're behaving a certain way. And I don't get why they're upset. So... I, but then I equally, for some reason, my default is to just start winding them up some more or making it worse or that kind of thing. I don't understand. That's one of the things that I do that I don't get why I do that. I don't know whether it's because I have this logic of, I know you're pretending to be upset, so I'm going to give you something to actually be upset about. Yeah. Or I don't know if it's just, I'm angry because I've mentioned before, like the one emotion that I'm able to express is anger and like irritation yeah. to things. And it is my default reaction. It's one of the only reactions I have to stuff. And it's usually how you can tell something's bothering me is if I seem irritated or angry. Like I say, I don't cry and I don't really get like happy. So you don't see me like excited or like laughing or well, I do laugh. But do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when people someone's excited about something and they're all like, it changes their mood constantly. Yeah, so no, they're like, not like that. they're like happy and like excitable and hyper all day. Cause yeah. they're excited. Like, I don't get that. The only exp- one I have is anger. So anger is always a good sign for me. If I find that... But the trouble is, is I don't recognise that I'm getting angry. Um, it's only when, like, I've... Something's happened, like, where somebody's upset or, like, um, there's been a reaction by people that's not their normal everyday stuff that then I have to go, okay, so that's because of the way I've behaved. Then I have to think about why I'm behaving that way. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, it's something autistic related. It would have just been that somebody's been clicking a pen for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. But someone clicking a pen for 10 minutes has resulted into three people not talking to me. Yeah. And I'm having a meeting about my behavior. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that you said you don't understand. Because even, so the, I guess the one instant we were kind of talking about, the thing with my work, which wasn't the one yesterday on the run, that one didn't result in any kind of argument because I think we both sort of went, okay, well, this happens sometimes. But we had one a while ago when. I'd failed a case. I told you I'd failed a case and you told me that I, <laughs> that I hadn't failed the case and that work were going to make an exception for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was I was trying to say no they've told me they won't. 
and you were really for really pushing this idea that they were going to make an exception which I don't know I guess it was just an idea you had in your head anyway it it ended up going on for a little bit too long to a point where I think you got a bit a little bit annoyed at me for telling you that wrong but whatever we both sort of forgot about it but then like a couple of days later I think you mentioned it not in a it didn't come back up in like any sort of annoyance way you just went oh yeah like the other night like I still think I'm right. And I was like, okay, like it doesn't matter. But yeah, you don't get the like apology or like any need for that because you don't think you've done anything wrong, which I'm not saying you did. I think we both just pushed it for too long. And yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where even though I know <laughs> that I, I'm wrong, yeah, I don't think I'm wrong. I know. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people... On the spectrum, and those that have got Asperger's, I'm sure you're the same, where it's hard to explain, but you know what you've done, and you know like you know exactly how you're going to react to certain situations, you know what will happen if certain things happen, but you can't change it. Like, being self-aware is crazy with Asperger's, and most people that have got it are. Like, there's loads of people that write on our Facebook page... And private messages that say, I know I'm going to do this. Yeah. And you'd think by knowing what you're going to do. That you could stop it. That you'd be able to do something about it and you can't. I know that you've told me with your work stuff how things work. But I'm still convinced that I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. Because at some point in my head, it locked the thought in that I'm right. And now I can't do anything about that. Despite telling myself, but you're not. I'm still, there's still that part of me where... It's okay for me to say it. Yeah. It's okay for me to say, yeah, I was wrong and you were right. But then if you were to then go to me, yeah, you were wrong, I'd be like, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's odd. And I think that's the problem that a lot of people with Asperger's have is you know what you're going to do and you know how you're going to react, but you know you can't do anything about it. You know you're just going to do it anyway. And I suppose if you're in a relationship with someone that's got Asperger's or if you're the parent of something with Asperger's, it doesn't matter if they tell you they know how they behave and it doesn't matter if you tell them how not to behave and that kind of thing. You just got to know that they're going to do it anyway and it's it's so odd to... Do you know what I mean? Like, I know how I'm going to react to something before it's about to happen. Yeah. And I can be telling myself before it, don't do it, and during, don't do it. And even when I'm doing it, I'm aware of the fact that I'm doing it and shouldn't be but still can't stop myself. Um, it's like when I had this meeting about my behaviour, I know while the meeting was happening, I think just just ignore it. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, they've misunderstood and that kind of thing. But don't react. But the amount of swearing and shouting I must have done in that meeting and telling them they're all idiots. <laughs> and, like, this is stupid. And what's wrong with you people? And you people just need to grow up. Or, like, you need yeah. to, like, just stop being so, like... And just the things I was doing, like, in my head, I'm just like, you're making this worse. Yeah. This is not going to help. They've already said that you've got like an attitude and like you're, <laughs> you're a bit like blunt and rude to people I was just like and now we're pushing it to a new level with the way you're behaving right now but I, I can't control it all I can do is do it need a week or so to think about it yeah like you said with the work stuff and then after a bit I'll go do you remember that conversation we had like a week ago yeah that happened because of this and then that's that's the best you're gonna get yeah which like I think yeah I think the thing that annoys me is when people, like, I'm quite happy to drop things. I like things being dropped. If something's happened that is, like, a an argument or, like, anything heated or just awkward, 
I would rather it was just forgotten about and not brought up. Or like if you're like when you brought it up, that wasn't because you weren't bringing it up for like round two. Do you know what I mean? Like I just don't need it to resurface in a like a, to bring up the same sort of argument. It just seems unnecessary and it annoys me. So in the same way that the silent treatment really bothers you, which yeah. it does me as well. The thing that really gets to me more than anything is if you have an argument, you go back to being okay. And then they feel the need to bring it up again in another, like, to just re-bring re up the argument. Like, I, I, I can think of times where, like, maybe with an ex, like, if, um, like, they'd had an argument with me because I'd done something that had annoyed them, which usually with me it's stuff like if, I don't know, say they wanted to, like, hold my hand and I'd, like, uh, what's it called, like, shirked their hand away, like, try to not. Yeah. Oh, they'd have an argument with me about it and I'd be like, cool, right, like, this is over, the argument's over. And then, like, a week later, they bring it up again and you don't even want to hold my hand. And I'd be like, oh, my God, again, I can't do this. I can't have another argument. <laughs> yeah. Like, that stuff like that, I hate things being re-brought up. It just seems really unnecessary. I don't like arguing at all, like, with people that I know. It's just too much. It's too much energy and I... I can't stay angry. I don't have, like, I, when it comes to arguments, I'm the first one to just say, like, let's stop. I don't, I don't want to argue anymore. Like, I think I am usually the one that will just give up. Like, I, I'm more the sort of person where even if I think I'm right, I'll just go, okay, you're right. Let's stop with the arguing now. I think that's more me because I hate, I just can't do it. It's just, it's too much effort. So I think that's the my biggest pet peeve is people just re-bringing it up. It just seems wholly unnecessary. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about what you said about the silent treatment and I was like, oh yeah, but the one thing that bothers me more than the silent treatment is people bringing up like and wanting round two. I hate arguing. It's too much effort. Well, I think one of the things I've noticed about people with Asperger's is, is you've got to kind of just take each day is a separate thing. Yeah. Like, I don't really... I mean, I do dwell on stuff, but it's not stuff like that. Like, I think about the same things over and over again um, that aren't really related to stuff. Like, the things I think about on a daily basis are not things like an interaction I had with someone. Oh, yeah. Or an argument and that kind of thing. And I think if you're with someone or know someone that's got a spectrum, just remember, like, that they... They deal with everything individually as a day thing. So, like an argument I've had one day, it doesn't. Really, it's not really there the next day. Yeah. Um, I don't really think about it the next day. I take every day like the same thing, providing that my routines were okay in the morning, and providing that I got everything done that I wanted to get done first thing, and everything's going okay. Autism wise, I don't really have like stuff. It's bizarre. It's kind of like a you get like reset when you go to bed and then wake up in the morning. So, yeah, I don't tend to keep stuff. Um, it, it's only if, like you said, it's only like if I'm talking to someone and they're still bothered and then the next day I see them, they're still on the thing from the day before. But then all that does is I remember what it was like the day before and I just move back into the way we were and it, it never really moves on. Like if yeah. I've had an argument with someone and the argument ended in a certain way of being like angry or there was no like we just agreed to disagree if they bring it up the next day it's not like i've had time and clarity to think about it so but like, oh, actually yeah you're right this time i just go straight back to where we were pick up where we left off um so yeah i think it's easier with i suppose us in a sense that we each day's different each day for me is not the same my mood my behavior and everything can change daily 
I don't really have like a running thing, you know. Some days I'm okay, some days I'm not, but some days it's got nothing to do with me being upset. Some days I just like to do less. Like I said, some days I just can't be bothered to to do interactions properly. It doesn't mean that I'm upset. It just means that I don't fancy it that day. Yeah. Um, and I found that's got more as I've got older. Uh, I mask less now. Now I have masking days and then I have days where I just think, not today, can't be bothered, I'm not doing it. Uh, so I'm just going to be more more me today. Uh, and yeah, that's hard to follow for some people and yeah, it does get me into trouble sometimes, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that's it. This yeah. was, uh, we actually had a theme for today's episode and it didn't happen. No, it did, didn't happen at all. It's been an hour and we haven't, we didn't even mention the topic. I guess this topic was on it was social interaction. Yeah, it's kind of because of the post that we've had on our wall today by, um, well, I never name the people that post on the wall. No. So I'm never sure if they want to be named. Outed. Because yeah. we get a lot of, like, this podcast, even though not everybody's in our Facebook group. A lot of people listen to this podcast, don't do Facebook, don't do social media, but yeah. still listen to our podcast. So I don't like just naming people, because no. uh, obviously like with Facebook and like Instagram and that kind of thing, it, if somebody uses their real name, which you do on Facebook, uh, you can just find them if we name them, so don't name them. But anyway, somebody posted on a wall something along these lines of this kind of thing, which just it made me think. Well, it was a very, I thought, for me, I found it a very relatable post. Like I could definitely see me doing something similar, so... I, yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. It's the sort of thing that I think a lot of people on the spectrum can relate to. Yeah, but the next week's theme is we're going to do the age maturity thing. Uh, yes. I've been thinking about this some more lately just because I still don't recognise my own age. Uh, and people say stuff that are to do with being of a certain age and being adult and saying they're going to do stuff like... Um, I don't know, like getting mortgages or like getting cars on finance. And it's it's the adult stuff that, for some reason, I don't recognise my own thing. And I don't know if, I think it is an Asperger thing because some other people have said it where I don't, I don't get why I can't, and it must be something to do with emotional levels of stuff that you must mature emotionally as you get older and like your interests and whatever change. And I find that I still like the same stuff that I liked like years yes. ago. Like I, like you said, I'm still like I still buy, I see toys on like eBay that I had as a child and just think, oh, I'm getting that back then. Yeah, I think if you because I like it was your birthday recently, I bought you birthday presents. I think if someone had to guess the age of the recipient of yeah. the birthday presents I got you, yeah, <laughs> like I got Lego, I got some old Ghostbuster toys, uh, and yeah, just the way I am, the way I think about my own life, and like even though I'm 34 now, like I still don't think like I'm old enough to have a career. Yeah. And like and stuff like that. So it's just one of those things. And I think it's got something to do with Asperger's and the way our brains develop is we don't mature at the same rate. Like I think I have matured, but I think I'm like a good 10, 15 years behind where I should be at the age I am. So it's just interesting. Uh, and it's something I've wanted to do for a while. It's just we've had Scarlet's diagnosis. And this episode, we have these ones every now and then where... Um, we just sort of flow. Yeah, I have like stuff on my mind that I want to get out in a podcast. Uh, so this will probably be classed as one of our random chat podcasts. But if anybody's got any um, 
things they want us to talk about or that kind of thing. Some people have already done it. Those of you that have sent us messages and thought, well, they haven't covered it yet, we are going to. It's just there's a few people that have put stuff. Uh, and some... Yeah, we do have some on the, on the list. So I do, when people ask stuff in questions or post things on our Facebook wall, which feel free to do if you want us to cover anything or if you don't want other people to know and you want to message us privately, go for that as well. We Basically, it gets added to a list and we do get around to covering it. It's just some stuff that you ask. Me and Scarlett aren't like 100% sure so we research so we do a bit of research first so sometimes like today this topic of the age thing we were supposed to do but it it kind of went this way but there is a couple of stuff that's been asked that i've then gone to scarlet what the hell is that (laughs) so like scarlet's having to look it up and then like i've said before she has to then break it down into (laughs) bite-sized pieces of information and spend a week trying to spoon feed me it so i know what she's talking about like 10 minutes a day (laughs) yeah and i'll be like so now's the time to talk about this and you'll go "Eh, later (laughs) yeah 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 so um if you've asked something don't think like oh it's a waste of time because we're just going to ignore it your topic will get done in a podcast um so yeah uh we will do it unless we've done it already um but yeah we usually just message you with there's an episode on that but yeah that's it that's it for this week next week we're definitely doing the age thing because i want to do that and i was planning on doing that today yes um and yeah like i say thanks for listening everyone thank you for listening everybody uh feel free to like i say go on our facebook group facebook page i've got instagram up and running again uh we're gonna put pictures of us and we don't take pictures so that's a big deal well there's loads of pictures of me because i accidentally take pictures of myself all the time with my phone oh yeah you do because uh, there's a stupid button on it that i press thinking it's the home button and it's not it's the camera button yeah um so i have loads of pictures of me it's just scarlet is not one for the pictures i'm not i mean if you have seen the picture that's up on our instagram page of me laughing it's awful i look horrific <laughs> You don't look that bad. I do look that bad. But you do take pictures of yourself and send them to me, but the pictures you take of yourself, I feel like you wouldn't want them on Oh, yeah, they're not, they're not like a, a normal picture. They're always me pulling some yeah, ridiculous look, face. Like the one you sent me the day of, look how gangster <laughs> you thought you looked. I'm not going to put stuff like that on the Instagram. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I sent, I sent one where it was, it was Autism Awareness Week, I think, last week. I went to work in an autism awareness look, as I described it to you, and took a picture of, I'm serving autistic sensory realness. Yeah. yeah and it yeah. was like yellow sunglasses, big headphones. But yeah, we have got an Instagram page now. Uh, it's them, I'm pretty sure it's like them underscore Asperger's or something like that. Yeah, so um, you post it on Facebook. I post it on the Facebook page, so if you're not really a Facebook person, um, still have a look uh, on the page. You'll find our Instagram page. I'm going to start putting stuff on there. And like I say, me and Scarlett are contemplating doing little video things on that. It's just... Uh... Well, the YouTube we were going to do was going to be like partly Asperger's but also partly like just some like general life stuff not yeah completely Asperger related like some some videos on Asperger's but some on other things like just uh the way we feel about certain topics like new stuff and yeah like anything that's related to stuff so it'd be be more general and less like as detailed as this because obviously these episodes go on sometimes for like an hour and a quarter so They'd, I think they'd be like 15, 20 minute yeah. little bursts of stuff. But yeah, we're, that's still ongoing. Uh, yeah, let us know if you'd be interested. But in we're going to try it out anyway, and I'll put links up for that once it finally goes. But we've we've recorded nothing on that just yet. So no. uh, it's when we've got a bit more time, but there's loads of stuff going on. But anyway, I'm rambling. So yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye.